Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Dean Blandino. And as a newly minted Detroit Lions fan, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who have never dropped a Matthew Stafford pass. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 272. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, The Riz. How you doing, brother man? It is great to be with you on number 272. 272. Hey, how about that open, right? We got some good stuff going. That was that was beautiful. I'm, I'm impressed you, you were throwing money into the podcast. I love it. <laughs> Spending time. Is it a week off and a little bit of cat and a lot of cat? We'll get some stuff going, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We did take last week off, didn't we? Yeah, it was it was for me really regenerative. I had no AC for a week. Oh. And if you saw the, the temperatures, it was over 100 with the heat index. I was not a happy man. Uh, we had a, a room air conditioner, but it wasn't this room where I was working in, and my wife and son got it for most of the time. So, so anyway. I've been in your house before, and the room that you're in is the hottest room in your house anyways. Yeah. It, it would have been miserable for you to be up there. It was like 96 <laughs> hours, and we're all I'm working from here, right, all day for work. So it was, oh. it was terrible. But, hey, we're here Ugh. now. It, was, it would have been a bad week for a podcast. <laughs> I bet. We got a lot going on. We're going to talk about the college football and the draft. What's going on? What does it look like? Let's predict the future. We also have some talk about Jelani Tavai and whether he's missing any digits. And, of course, Dan Miller, Dan, the man, the voice of the Lions, is going to be. You got to lead us. with a big guest like that. When we get when we get a guy like of Dan's esteem, you got to lead with him. Well, yeah, you're right. We probably do. <laughs> we probably should have. But we for everyone, Dan. Dan's going to take some. He's going to take some uh, some calls today. So you guys uh, get get rocking, get rocking, and get rolling. We'll be ready for that. We got that going on. A whole lot more. Great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Oh, I a couple of quick announcements. Oh, boy. First, check us out and help us out at Patreon. Special thanks to Big Dylan from... Wow. Ooh, ooh, very nice, very nice. Of course, our very first donor, Mathis. Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail, IPrevailBand.com. Join them and, of course, all the great people like the uh, $20 Patreon people you saw in the opener, that new opener countdown we have. Uh, you can do that by going to Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get all hooked up there and get going. And, uh, you know, give us a dollar. Give us $10. Give us $20. You get $20. You get your name on the opening sequence of the show. We love you folks for doing that. But uh, even a dollar will give you access to the Slack chat, which is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. It's the place you want to be guaranteed uh, the best. I mean, Riz, you tell me, right? You talk about a great group of people that, I mean, there's a lot of different 
topic channels that we talk about, but people that support each other, lions, people, honest takes, um, yes, no hate, right? All that. No, it, uh, when people disagree in there, there's no like poo flinging. It's it's like, why do you think that? And and there's a there's you get to the root of the discussion. It's there's no hate. It's all it's all comes from a point of intelligent lions chat, just like you said. This is what we all want. That's what we strive for. Poofling has its place, but not there. Uh, Patreon.com <laughs> slash Detroit Lions podcast. Join up, help support the show, help us do all the stuff that we're doing and the growth that we got going on. All right, give us a like on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter machine. Go grab the Twitter cheese. We're not verified, so we can still tweet. Check us out at DET Lions podcast. DET Lions podcast. Very best place to see Riz retweeting. <laughs> retweeting only with no pants that's right <laughs> rate us on itunes stitcher google play spotify iHeartRadio, pandora wherever you find us we love those five-star reviews and thank you everybody for giving those those are much much appreciated those are forever as you know and um if you have something you want to talk about you make the show better hit us up in the subreddit we love that we're anxious to do stuff to make this better this is a community show and that's why we're looking at you. All right, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-467. Got some big thunder rumbling in the back. You got a storm rolling through. Leave a message, you get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. Right, it's time to talk about the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And quickly coming through on the top chat or in the chat right now is Riz is looking like Brendan Frazier. <laughs> it's really, yeah, you know, it's, it's, hey. I, I don't know if it's like the Riz. Um, if I, if I can score racial vice out of it, I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, you know what? I'm. I, there's nothing to say. He got it. All right, let's get into it. Uh, fantasy football on the menu, boys and girls. Biggest fundraiser of the year for the show, and just the guarantee for everyone. If you're worried that football isn't going to happen, our refunds are 100. We'll we'll take care of that and make sure. I was just going to ask you about that, Chris. Yeah. So thank you for clearing that up. Yep. If there's a partial season, uh, if look, it, it has to have some meat to it, right? Where everyone at least gets to play each other one time for it to to, to work. Um, we're, we're still going to go, but if it doesn't work, we'll refund them too. Uh, we're, we're there. It, 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 you know, it always hurts to get to, you know, do that, but we don't do anything with the money. It sits in kind of an escrow until the end of the season every year. And then we do our payouts at the end. So, uh, get in now, get your spot held. Cause if there's football, there's going to be fantasy and you get a chance to win some money and help support the show uh, along the way. It's a great deal. A lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of a great way to support the show and get something out of it. Right. That's what we're trying to do. All right. College football. Now, and, and uh, you and I, we've got different perspectives here, and I'm not saying you're wrong, right? I just have, I have my evidence, you have your evidence, uh, and we yeah. will pit them against each other, bang heads, take our clothes off, and wrestle in the oil to see who wins. Well, How's that sound? This is this is not stripes. We are not. You are not John Candy. I am not Bill Murray. Uh, you don't know that. <laughs> There's like five people who don't understand what we're talking about yeah, right there. Yeah. That is a great movie that has been lost to the time. Yep, one hundred percent. Lighten up, Francis. I still use that line, I and like too. one out of every eighty people gets it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They all look at me cross-eyed. All right, so college football, Riz. You say college is in I, the spring, not in the fall, and I say that's will, out of season. 
I do not think we will see a a Division One college football game until March. I think they're still trying to put up a good sport about it, but when the Ivy League bolted, when they've already canceled all the non-conference games, when schools are showing, when USC, as an example, is not allowing students back on campus, that that's actually the big death knell right there. Because in order to play, you have to be registered and you have to like have a place to go. You have to be able to practice. They're not going to be allowed to have access to their practice facilities. That's that's a problem if you want to play football. Now, granted, USC isn't that good, but you know that other California schools are going to go to that. You know that here in Michigan, that that's coming. You know that in Florida, maybe that'll be coming. Or assuming we'll see. I know. I, know. I know. I have information. <laughs> I have information. So we'll keep going. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like just from, from what I've gathered from talking to people at, at various Mac schools at a Sunbelt school at a, uh, what school they're in this, they're in CUSA. Mm-hmm. They are already all planning on not playing until spring. They just can't make it public yet. So Michigan today said that you cannot buy season tickets unless you are, uh, what is it, faculty or family of players or something like that. What about the student? They're selling the student discount rate ones, though, right? For the I believe so, but they're going to be held for it. And like the the liability at college is different than it is in the NFL. The NFL can play, and if there's a problem, they're professionals. They're, they're treated like that. Indeed. If you're if you're giving special treatment to the football players and other sports aren't playing, that is a direct violation of NCAA rules. It's a direct violation of Title Nine. Right. Uh, it's also right. a couple of other titles. Somebody somebody ran through the titles for me the other day. I'm like, oh, that, that that zaps three of them. They can't do it. It's the long the and the short of it. Welterweight title, I think, is at risk. <laughs> yes, something like that. Yeah, I'd lose at that. <laughs> So I do not expect the big schools to play until spring. It, now they desperately need to play because it funds so much of their, uh, we saw the thing where Iowa state is coming out. They're going to lose $40 million. They will right. have to cut every single sport except football and men's basketball. If they don't play, they are not the only school in that situation. Some school like Ohio state will survive. Michigan will survive, but like Stanford, Stanford wins the president's trophy of, of all sports just about every year. Right. They cut men's volleyball. Now that's near and dear to my heart, but it's also, that's almost a revenue sport for them. They get between 1500 and 2000 paid attendance for every home men's volleyball game. That's more than most women's basketball programs get. It's certainly more than any Mac program gets. They canceled that. That's a sh- That's a sign that they're taking a big shot in their athletic department. They 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 whacked. I think it was eleven other sports too. Right. The the financial models do not work if they don't play football. So they will play, but they can't do it now. They have to wait until until all schools in the conference are in the same boat. And right now, the Pac-12 can't do that. The the Big Ten can't do that because Michigan is in a different place than Indiana is, which is a different place than Minnesota is. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Until there's there's that harmony in that, and they don't have enough time to get there in the fall. They just don't. Let me talk. So, so let me now. Let me tell you what I where my intel comes from. Right. Okay. All up here. No. Uh, <laughs> so the number one, we just got in. We're in Florida, right? Florida was hit less than everybody else with the COVID. Now the the things are supposed to be spiking. I just saw like yesterday uh, a a thing where. 
Um, they were saying, nope, the testing labs were crazy wrong. They were reporting 98% success rates and 100% success rates and success being like infection rate, right, uh, <laughs> with, on, on the COVID. And, and, and they said, that just doesn't seem right that every single person or almost everyone comes through. And what they found out was the 98 was supposed to be 9.8%. Oh, they missed the decimal point. That's that's like that's but like how like, I didn't do well in math in high school. At like, and I'm this is from memory. I think it's 53 different testing labs that happened. Oh. So what we're oh. seeing is a fake spike, and this oh is so God. terrible. This is what the whole problem is, and why people on it doesn't matter where you stand on it, wherever, what either side. This is why people can't agree because you don't have good data to work with. The one thing you always need to make smart decisions is good. Data. You gotta be able to trust the data. In football analytics, yeah. you gotta have the data in order to study it. And if, if you, you have bad data, your your outcomes are gonna be bad. You can you can make decisions and with with limited data and not enough data, and that's like part of what being a leader is in in, in in situations that you make good decisions with limited data. But when you have bad data, your decisions are gonna be flawed no matter what. And that's just disheartening as heck. It's just really, really crazy. Yeah. So so what's happened? There's there's they still don't know what to do. They still that hall hasn't all sorted itself out and even, you know, been double confirmed that it's real. So we don't know. It could just be a momentary, you know, whatever. But I we just got a note a little bit ago. Um my son's in the fourth largest school district in in the nation actually here. And um They've delayed school by two oh. weeks. They've pushed it back. Now, we're supposed to start really? on the 10th of August. So okay. you push it back to the 24th. That's like where everybody else normally is, right? But that's, that's where that's my kids start that Thursday of that week, the 24th. Right in the heart um, of hurricane season. But they get off before Memorial Day. Uh, so that's kind so of we, nice. we don't have to worry about hurricanes here in West Michigan. Yeah. And guys, we did, that, that, that one earlier this year did come up and graze us. Yeah. So. Yeah. We saw it go by it. We got affected by it. Um, so so the, 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 uh, the uh, thing is here with all of that is, you know, that puts us in a hurricane season. We'll see whatever the heck it is that, um, that uh, happens. But so we know that they're still planning they have multiple they've done a pretty good job i think they have multiple options students can, and parents can choose to go to school have a e-learning which is a component where you're actually getting all the lectures now but you're sitting right. you have to be there on time it's no longer show up at one of these times it's like going to school from your desk chair at they've home. had time to create some structure for yeah. the learning at home yeah. and yeah. I, I know that my locals I, my kids go to zealand uh, yep. zealand east go chicks uh they are they're working on that stuff feverishly trying to get it ready in case they have to do that there are some they're, I, what it sounds like, and this isn't official yet, and this is varying from district to district, a lot of districts are hoping that they will have enough people that don't want to send their kids back because they're either afraid or whatever. That they can automatically social distance. That, right. That yep. there will be enough that, that the other kids can go every day. Because it sounds like most Michigan districts are working on a plan where the kids would go one day and be off a day, and then the other group of kids would come in the next day yep. and so, it would alternate doing that so for that's us, just really tough i mean that's yeah. for for we we can make it work because i work from home but yep. like my neighbors one of them's a teacher the other one works like he works really weird hours so then, like they'd have they have a ninth grader a seventh grader and a fifth grader um it, it wouldn't work for them I right mean, there's 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 no way that any of them can be home to monitor those kids they're not coming into my house. They're great kids, but I don't want them in my house. No, I don't, I don't want them either. <laughs> so anyway, what I know is that school is going to open, and the other side of it is also that uh, I have my neighbor's son. He's number 81 right. at Georgia Tech. We know his number now. Oh, 81. Wow. Now, now, Calvin was 21. He's got his pro number. But <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's cool. I was going to say, yeah, he, yeah. he wasn't 81 at Georgia <laughs> right, right, Tech. Right. But he's going to be 81. 
and uh, he's there now. They went last Friday. They started today. They are practicing as if they are playing. So we'll Good see what him. happens. I've got something that I want to drop right now, if you're okay with it. we got a guy who's supposed to be sure. joining us, and um, I'd just like to bring him in now because he's here. You all right with that? Oh, yes. All let's right. do it. Let's do it. Time for a different kind of breakdown with today's special guest. All right, a very, very special guest. Uh, I think, Dan, you might be working on your video a little, but that's okay. We're doing it live. We just make these things. Work. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> we hear you, Dan. I got here. Hang on. We're working on it. Oh, start video. I think oh, I be better right. by now. <laughs> How about that? How are you up, doing, guys? Dan? So good to see you, my man. Nice to see you guys. Oh, well, it's good to Thanks have you. Thanks for joining us, sir. I think the last time we saw you in per- in person was when you were at the Senior Bowl. And we kept trying to catch up with you, but you are a fast young man. And <laughs> I, I had to say, you're, you're looking over your shoulder while you're moving so fast, too. So I don't know if that's related or not. But <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's just called trying to stay employed. Things, things move quickly there. You know, you got to get the guys while you can. That, that was my first time there. Right. Uh, very interesting. I hope I don't go back because that would be indicative of the Lions having another bad season. Yes. But yes. Um, it, w- it was pretty cool. I-, I enjoyed that for my first time. That's great. No, yeah. it was it was good. It was good to have you there. That was my second time. Riz goes there like every year. It was my 11th. <laughs> <laughs> but it was our first time on Radio Roll. So that worked out pretty good. It was It worked out. Good, good interviews, good people. Those kids are really, when you get to see them at that yeah. stage, it's really something to see the heart that they bring to the the game well i mean when you consider everything that, that's on the line for them and they understand that and they have been coached to to understand it and you know you see some agents running around there and things like that those those guys know that how they conduct themselves over those couple of days not just on the field but off the field with guys like you and guys like me um also goes into the equation of, of how they're you know viewed by teams yeah yeah, it's a uh, it's a tough it's a tough deal. I, I I want to touch on one other thing before we get into Lions stuff, and and the thing I'm thinking of is it's been about a year since we did our amazing blockbuster feature film with Blandino. Um, <laughs> how how have you been able to live with the fame? <laughs> you know, it's uh, you get used to it. I mean, you just you kind of make sure when you're around an open window that you're dressed because you know there's going to be paparazzi around there, um, but. You know, that's what happens when you share the stage with a guy like Blandino, things are going to blow up for you. And that's really what's happened in my career since then. Things have just changed a lot. <laughs> oh, we loved having you there. That was great. Um, and I, we loved having Dean there, too. The, the, the conversation you guys had was so enlightening. It was it was it was just great. We're, we're a little upset that we can't get to do it this year. But yeah. things as it is, you know, we're getting ready for training camp and uh, some of us won't be there this year. Uh, we're hoping that the Lions will be there this year. Yeah, I don't. I'm guys. I mean, I, I think we're all. I, I don't think the NFL knows right now. I mean, clearly I the owners know. and players are still going back and forth on what this thing's going to look like and and how they're going to put it together. So um, we're just dealing with a lot of unknowns right now. A lot of hope that this yeah. thing's going to come together and it's going to work out. And they're going to be able to pull it off. But um, you know, I, I, I just I, I look at them still going through it. And you kind of got the canary in a coal mine there with baseball. We'll see how that thing goes in right, right. the NBA and the NHL. That'll give us some indication of, of what the NFL is going to be up against, but you know, they're still trying to get through, you know, ground rules and, and preseason and you know, what, what training camp's going to look like. So there's so many things that still have to be decided. 
I think one of the things I think that, and, and you can you can opine differently if you want. Um, I feel like the NFL sort of shot themselves in the foot with the idea of if um, one state shuts down the rules that that team can't practice, that no teams can practice because we saw, you know, when the uh, when the Rams moved, they were able to play and they continue to play in a. I mean, it was like two miles from my old house uh they practice at a at a, at a at a clu up there and do their thing and then you know eventually they're going to have their permanent residence i feel like you know you have the nba bubble that they're doing it, it, they, they've kind of limited their options now <laughs> to where the teams can only be in one place i feel like jerry world has some extra fields they could do some stuff i think around in in, in tampa they have multiple fields miami i think in places where maybe it's a little calmer they could move fields and stuff and, and change the rules to still allow people to come in and play or bubble them all, right? And if there's well, no fans there, it's always an away game anyway for everybody. Yeah, the bubble is tough, I think, for for an entire league over an entire season. Um, you know, Especially baseball's not working with a bubble. Football. You, mean, you got you got how many people are, are traveling on the line? I mean, in a traveling party, you got what 120 or something like that, yeah. something along those lines. I don't know the exact number, but um, look, I, I, I'm not convinced that anything is off the table. Um, I certainly think that if somebody was in a situation where they had to move them, they might move them. I, I, I don't know that they're going to force teams to stay where they are. If, if you have the bulk of teams that are fine and one is in a tough situation, I just thought, well, guys, we've never been here before. Yeah. We don't know where we're going. Okay. You yeah. hope, you know, but with this virus, what we think we know today isn't necessarily what we understand is truth tomorrow. So, look, I think the league's going to be flexible. I think the NFL has been very, very fortunate in the way that this thing has broken. And, and I'll explain that because it's hard to believe anybody has yeah. <laughs> had any sort of good fortune with this. But, look, they weren't in the middle of a season. They weren't trying to go to their playoffs. They really didn't have to cancel much. I mean, off season, they went virtual. We know that. But... They still held their draft. They still had free agency. They still were able to at least meet virtually. They weren't like baseball, which was trying to come north and start a season. They weren't like the NBA or the NHL, where they had to stop in the middle of the season right before they went to their playoffs. And what they've had instead of that is the opportunity to um, uh, – what they've had instead of that is the opportunity to to – Watch these other sports and learn from them. In other words, baseball's had testing problems. Okay. NFL can learn from that. Try to figure out, okay, how do we avoid that? And as these other leagues start to play, the NFL is going to be able to watch what they do, look at the road bumps, and, and hopefully apply that to their plan. So, I, I look, we'll find out when we finally get that ultimate deal between the owners and the players as to how this is going to work. But I think it's going to be flexible all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th I think you're right. It has to be. Um, uh, it, what's your gut feeling, right? And I, I know you hate predictions, and and, and we're, no one's going to hold you to it. But do you think that they're going to figure this out? Because I mean, there's a lot of money at stake. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I look. I don't know how many preseason games, if any, they're going to play. So I don't know about that. But they will figure this out. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind that barring the vi if if you're asking me, will they figure out the virus? That's that's the roadblock. They'll definitely yeah. figure out an agreement between the owners and players. Yeah. But look, the NFL is going to try to get to that second week in September with games, and they're going to do everything they can to make that happen. Um, but 
there's so many unknowns with the virus. I think from a business point of view and getting an agreement between the owners and the players, they'll do that. But look, we haven't seen a sport the likes of football yet attempt to make this work. Right. Now, we haven't seen hockey players out there banging on each other for the most part yet. We're getting ready to see that in full tilt. You know, the training camps are just getting underway. I'm really excited but about that, again, by the way. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> lot of unknowns to see how this thing works. I mean, look, football doesn't lend itself to social distancing. Um, so it's, no. we're, we're going to have to wait and see how that thing works out. But, you know, I believe they'll, they'll do everything they can to get this thing moving and, and, and moving with a season ahead of us. Yeah, it's it's tough though because you've got so many new people coming in. Um, we haven't asked you this for this yet. What did you think of the Lions draft? I haven't seen you since then, so I got to ask now. Uh, what did you think of the draft class? Do you think they're they're ready or as ready as they can be? <laughs> you know, I I think that's difficult. I, I think you certainly miss out on something by not being on the field for the entire off season. Um, I don't think there's any way to think that these guys wouldn't be behind where a normal rookie class would be. Um, because they just haven't been there with the coaches. I mean, think of how many sessions they have missed of having the opportunity to be out there with the coaches, working, learning the system. And now you're going to have to condense that into a smaller period of time. And you might have to condense that with two or no preseason games where you really have to hit the ground running uh, in September with the first game. So look, I, I, I like the draft in theory. I like the guys that they took. Okuda, I think, was was a, a no-brainer right there. I'm, I'm really excited about Swift. And yeah. and Okwara is, you know, we all wanted them to take a pass rusher. Let's see if he can be that guy. And then you just two offensive linemen to throw into the mix, a couple of defensive tackles, and just let, let's see. Let's get these guys out of the field and see where it goes from there. But, you know, I, I see where they were going with the draft, and it, and it worked for me. I'm... I'm really excited to see DeAndre Swift, guys. I got to tell yeah, you, I am, I, I, am <laughs> I am really looking forward to what Daryl Bevel can do with him and, and what Matthew Stafford can do with him and to see him and carry on and Bo back there um, playing together. I think it's I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the offense and to see where it goes. But, uh, you know, it's it's, you know, and I, and I kind of think, you know, Swift is a guy you can just hand the ball, say go. And it's a little bit easier for a running back, I think, sometimes than some of these other positions that were, you know, yeah. for Okuda, it's tough for a corner to get, you know, get your legs under you in this league. Right. And particularly tough when you haven't been on the field all offseason. Right. Yeah. The good news is, is he spent a little time practicing against Terry McLaurin, who came in as a NFL talent off the top. Pretty good. Your, 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 your yeah, hometown you, you saw of Washington. him play really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's a heck of a player. There's no yep. doubt about that. Yep. Um, but it's... You know, again, I go back to what I said. These are all just unknowns. We're going to have to wait and see how this thing plays out and 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 how these guys adapt. And, um, you know, coaches have to learn to trust rookies. And the time they're going to have to learn to trust them is not going to be the normal, you know, cycle that they yep. would go through in a normal year. I think we get a little bit of a break with Okwara having a brother. That's actually probably a little bit of a, a a break for him to help him get up to speed, having someone who's already there and kind of and kind of give him a little bit of an edge that they, a normal draftee wouldn't get. One thing though, I'm thinking about is with with Matthew Stafford having a run game. Two things. One. He's going to be probably surprised at what a run game is, even is in the NFL at this point, right? And what a how it changes things up. But the other side of it is you get to talk to these guys a lot, and and it's not always on the air, it's not always off the air. And I'm not asking you to reveal anything, uh, you know, super secret or anything. But it feels like Matthew Stafford this year 
might feel like he has a little something to prove. I mean, he's he's an absolute professional. He's an absolute, you know, he's been a great player. But but going down with an injury when he did can can for some guys be a turning point in their career. Do you do you, do you think he's got that kind of chip, or is he just I'm going back to work and doing what I always do? Well, I, I think Matthew's always got a bit of a chip. I, I think that's what drives him. I think he's a I think he's a a hardworking guy. I think you've seen over the years his body has changed. I think he looks you know worlds better now than he ever looked before. Yeah. Um, and I think. Look, I think Matthew understands where the clock is in his career as well. And I think Matthew understands that the one thing missing from his resume are wins in January and ultimately a win in February. And that's what drives him. I mean, he wants to win. And to your original point, um, sure, some of that is on him, but I also think they have to do a better job of of building the team around him. Yep. And I think that's what you were alluding to with the running game. And it has been abysmal for the most part since he's been here. So um, look, I, I, I never question his motivation and I feel certain you can win with Matthew Stafford. I just think you need to be better around him. I just think I've, I've always said as good as he is a little bit less Matthew, I think would be more lions. There you go. All right. Um, looking also at the, um, whether or not there's a season let's again, what are the, I don't want to ask you to make predictions cause we don't, we don't do that to people, but what are some no. of the keys for the Lions this year to really succeed in the in the league, uh, I know we. Well, let's just try to put the the virus aside and say, okay, would they start playing yeah, yeah. on week one? Foot, talk football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? The keys I mean, are for the guys, team? it's it's defense, defense, defense. I'm not. I'm really not worried about that offense. I think that offense is going to be fine. Um, this is about that defense being significantly better than it was last year. That defense really didn't give them a chance to win at critical times last year. Um, They had to come up. You have to find some way to pressure the quarterback. You have to find some way to make quarterbacks uncomfortable. They didn't do that. If you don't do that, I don't care who it is in this league. They're going to find a way to beat you. And they have to find some way to do that. And whether that's Collins or Nick Williams, you know, coming off a six sack season, continuing to kind of, you know, blow up in, in his career and head in the right direction or the, Two Quaras or, um, you know, Austin Bryant becomes something of a pass rusher. How are they going to use Jared Davis? Whatever it is, however they map it out, they've got to find some way to pressure the quarterback. And you can argue coverage, pressure, whatever you want. You have to pressure the quarterback. These guys are too good if you let them sit back there. And how did this defensive genius not create that defense? We, we saw that happen last year. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it whatever it was last year, it did not work, and I really thought that I thought that defense w- was set to have a pretty good season last year, but and it just didn't come together. With, and I think it. Go ahead, Jeff. With the way that they started too, because they did start very well, and it, and it just went off the rails after about the week four. Yeah, and it just felt like you know, number one, snacks wasn't snacks. No. You know, number two, you know, Mike Daniels, who everybody thought was a great signing. Never rounded into form. You know, it was a couple of weeks before Trey got going. And, and those three guys, for the most part, didn't do much in camp. And you really, I think you saw that kind of reflected early in the season that they didn't get off to great starts. And that's three big-time players that they were counting on up front. Deshaun Hand, again, wasn't, you know, the guy that we, the contributor we hoped he'd be. He's a huge X factor this year. I still think there's a world of talent there that, that can help this team. But you have to be on the field. So, you know, there's so many things that, that just kind of went wrong last year that 
and, and a lot of it just started up front. Look, if you were going to carry over what you saw in two, the last half of 2018, that started with snacks. That started That's this true. defense yeah. changed the moment he walked in the door. Absolutely. And he wasn't the same guy last year. And that did not get you off on the right foot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really quick, I want to fire up the, the the phones. Dan was gracious enough uh, ahead of time to say he'd take some of our questions. Dan's but, taking calls, though. Yeah. I Not want our to, responsibility, Dan. We have, we have Dangerous. Great, yeah. No, we have, good, we have really good listeners, really good people, but I want to, I want to remind them to be really good people <laughs> because it's – I mean, Blandino is the only other guy that's done this, and, and, and he got he got great treatment. Everyone was really nice to him and everything. So I, that's what I expect, but you just feel like every now and then you want to remind some folks. So uh, give us a ring, 248 Eight four two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four, or you can hit us up uh, via Skype. It's Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Either one of those ways, and you can get in touch, and we'll pick up, and we'll get you in touch with Dan. You can you can tell him how wonderful a person is because Dan, I read your bio on the Fox Two site, right? Not that I needed to 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 know who you are or anything like that, but. You wrote it yourself. Most places do the, you know, the promo department writes it, and and it's it really is insightful about you, where you came from, came to Detroit, wanted to go back, but the city bit you and kept you, and and you got injected with a happy Detroit, right? The the kind that yeah. you can't shake free from, right? I, I've met uh, a couple guys who come in town as disc jockeys and some other things like that, and it just gets a hold of you, doesn't it? No, it became home for us, and and you know we came here when our kids were were very young, and and like I said, I mean my my grand plan was to come here and in two years, go back home to Washington. And, you know, that's kind of where I always dreamed my career right. would be because you grew up there. Yeah. Um, but when we got here, this just became home and the station was amazing. The people were amazing. And, you know, I, I in this business, I never take anything for granted. And I think you'd be foolish if you think things are going well to make a move that, something you're uncertain of. I just, it, the, honestly, it, it might've been my plan the day I walked in the door, but it disappeared very quickly because, um, you know, this is just the, you, you can't find a better sports market. You can talk all you want about other places, but when you start talking about having, you know, two major college football programs right around the corner yep. and then all four major sports, there's just, you know, Chicago, you got to drive three hours to get to Illinois. Yep. You know, that's right. New York, you're talking Rutgers football. Come on. So, I mean, nothing against Rutgers, but it's just, it doesn't compare to Michigan to Michigan state. So, I mean, it's, I, I challenge anybody take this city and this sports scene and find me a better one. You know, you can argue yeah. Boston with Boston college and things like that, but it's, it's hard to find one you can argue a lot about. Yeah. yeah even, even your home, you know, Maryland is, is not exactly yeah. right there. Virginia isn't exactly right there. Virginia Tech's a long ways away. Yeah, Virginia you, Tech um, is forever yeah, a long ways. <laughs> um, since you're from Washington, how do you feel about the team changing and retiring the Redskins moniker? You know, it's time. Um, th this has been a, a flash, you know, point for long. back when I was there. Um, and, and really more recently, um, I just feel like in, in, in line with where we are as a society right now, it's time. I mean, we understand that that, that is a, a slur that yeah. that name is offensive to some people. And if that's the case, then I think we have to respect that. Um, I might not feel it. You might not feel it, but there are people that do. And I think 
you know, we have reached a point, hopefully in society where we do understand that and we respect it. And, um, it's, it's just time to do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see what the heck's coming out tomorrow on that organization with everything that people are talking about right now with the Redskins. I, I don't know what it is, but all I'm reading what, what is that this that? is going to be. I, somebody just posted something on Twitter on that that uh, you'll have to check when when you get off with us. That uh, may or may not be fun. If if Twitter's working again, we'll see about that. Just, too. Yeah, knowing, I don't know. Knowing Dan Snyder, <laughs> it's going to be something like the DC Redskins. Right. Because uh, he yeah, wants no, to take I the think, Washington I, out I, of there, right? Because <laughs> he's do got you it have all a wrong. favorite name that you exactly want, Dan? You know, I I don't. Um, I guess I've seen Red Tails quite a bit. Um, and, and warriors, um, you know what, I got to be honest with you. None of them really hit me and made me say, wow. Um, look, I I'm, you know, I was still hacked off that they changed the name bullets that, that one still, you know, to this day, you know, left me just with a bad feeling. Cause that, that one was done for all the wrong reasons, but, um, this one is time. (laughs) What's that? Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was basically they, they couldn't find a logo that worked that they could sell. And that's a yeah. different story yeah. for a different it's time. O- it's but, okay. Uh, Risen yeah, I less. They, uh, but anyway, this is, you know, this is time. And, and they'll find one, hopefully, that'll make sense and, and do the process correctly. The timing of it is a little curious as you're going into a season trying to wonder what a uniform is going to look like. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have a name at this point. So I don't really know what they're going to do, but... Um, you know, I think, I think it's, it's certainly time and we'll see where that goes. It's okay that you're still hacked off with all about the bullets because Riz and I were both lamenting last week that smoking the bandit was snubbed for an Oscar. So we can, we can hold on to these things for a while. Right. Um, Hey, we do have a caller and I think it's a guy who just missed a role as one of the locals in Ozark. Is that you, Brandon? No, it's not. so brandon's down in missouri and i love to give him a hard time about that Uh, lions fan originally from detroit right brandon yeah that's right dan how you been man it's been a little while what do you say brandon how you doing not bad not bad at all Uh, hey little trivia question for you guys since the redskins name is going to be retired now the entire history of the lions and the redskins is the lions never beat the redskins except when Matthew Stafford played, he did nothing but beat the Redskins every game he played. Ain't that right, Dan? Yeah, trust me. I, I kept pretty good track of those because I had a lot of friends that were texting me during some of those games. I mean, obviously, last year didn't go so well, but there, there were some good wins. And that uh, the win at, uh, at, at Ford Field where they scored late um, was, was one of my favorites. And it was just the heartbreakers because cousins had put them ahead and Stafford brought them right back down and scored. And it was just a beautiful thing. There was, <laughs> it was actually some pretty good games there. There was a game. I don't know if you guys remember where Robert Griffin just kind of fell and fumbled, uh, yep. down in plus yep. territory for Washington and yep. ended up being a, a lion's win, um, at FedEx. So there, there've been some pretty good games between them. Yeah, that's a, in fact, that was the first time they ever won in Washington alone, let alone just beat them in the first place. I, I think if everything's said and done, I believe Matthew Stafford beat uh, three quarterbacks and Cousins twice. I, I, I believe that, Tyler, because one of them was Jason Campbell, I think. And, well, well uh, they beat, uh, they beat Campbell to snap the losing streak uh, right. at Ford yeah. Field. Uh, the, yeah. the long losing streak, yeah. the 19-game losing streak. They beat K- Jason Campbell yeah. in that game. 
Uh, and I know they beat uh, RG3 at FedEx. And it would have been Cousins Don, at Ford was, Field. Yeah, it was, it was Donovan McNabb that had to have uh, Rex Grossman took his place at the end of the game because he was so ineffective. And that was, I think, one of his, I think that was his first win. Matthew Stafford's first win in his first year. And then he got hurt again. Or was that the second year? Well, anyway, well, anyway, regardless. Uh, listen, I'm just going to ask you real quick, and I'll go ahead and get out of here. Would you like to see the Lions get either Mike Daniels at a, a heavily incentive uh, uh, contract to be in the middle, or maybe pick up Everson Griffin? Because there was some uh, tweeter action going on between him and, and some of the Lions uh, fans, faithful. Uh, what do you think, Dan? Which one do you think would be better, best suited to help lines out. Now, I know Jeff, you and you and Chris would have a comment or two on that as well. <laughs> well, I mean, Daniels, it would, would, be, it would really come. Would yeah. Daniels. Thanks buddy. Always good talking to you. Daniels. I think it would come down to what they think about his physical condition. Cause they, they obviously that did not pan out well last year. Yeah. Um, the fact that he, he hasn't signed anybody with anybody gives me pause, even at a, you know, maybe a, a greatly reduced price. Um, so he, he would come down to health. Look, I, I love Griffin. I would take him anytime. Um, he's, he's broken our hearts. How many times between he's, he and Daniel Hunter on the other really side? really good. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would take him and, and, um, you know, he's, he's obviously going to sign with somebody at some point and you know, that's what they need. They need some pass rush. And if that's going to come, look, that comes down to Bob Quinn. Look, are you comfortable with the pass rush that you have right now? And you believe that that you can you can make this work between you and Matt Patricia that this group can do it because it's those kind of decisions that ultimately when you get to the end of the season might make or break you. And you know a guy like Griffin can still rush the passer, um, but that's that's where they have to really believe in what they've got or look at what they've got and say we need to get a little bit better. And and as in a make or break year as it seems to be, mm. you have you know, I don't know. If if you, you you have to feel really good about your team if you're not spending that because we've got a lot of cap. What are we number three in cap space in the league right now? Um, you have to feel really good about your team when your tail's on the line <laughs> to to not go out and spend it and just take the flyer to to give them a run and see how it goes. I this is this is an interesting this is an interesting kind of dynamic right now. Yeah, I'd be interested to know what Griffin's price is and and what he has discussed with teams because I would think people have talked with him and got an idea of where he's at and um, you know what kind of number he's looking for and whether or not it makes sense. And look, he may be somebody that when teams get into camp, they look around, have an injury, something along those lines, or say, you know what, maybe we can add a little something here. He's going to be playing with somebody come September, yeah. so we'll yeah. we'll see what happens with him. All right, Riz, I, I'm, I'm going to hand you, it's your turn for the question. I just want to hit the phone number again really quick, 248-782-8384. If you want to ask Dan a question, just a couple more minutes here. He's been gracious with his time, but as much as we want to take his whole day and hang out, we just can't do that to him. He's got other movies to star in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, Riz, go uh, ahead, man. Uh, one of the things, um, you, you have to deal with a lot of players coming and going, and I was just wondering, like, of the Lions who were here last year who aren't here anymore, who are you going to miss the most? Oh, I, you know, I had great relationship with Sam Martin. I, I love Sam. Yeah. Sam was a great guy and, and had just gotten to know him over the years and, and always enjoyed talking to him. And, uh, he was always, you know, at, at events where I'd take my family, Sam would always come up and talk. He was just a classy guy. I really liked Sam. Um, you know, so that's the, on a personal level, he would certainly be one of them. Look, I'll miss, 
you know, going in a locker room, which we won't be doing anytime soon, but listening to Darius and, you know, he was, he just always made you smile. I mean, may not make the coaches smile all the time with what he talked about. He'd make them smile with the way he played. But Darius was just one of those guys that was always going to give you a good quote. He'd be funny. You could talk to him about anything and, and, you know, basketball or football or whatever it was. So, you know, certainly I think that, that that's a guy that, that you'll miss, but um, I think probably they jump out as, as the two okay. for, for different reasons. Um, but, you know, when guys are here for a while and, and you have a relationship with them or you respect the heck out of the way they played, which I did with both those guys, um, you miss them when they're gone. And, and as you said, Jeff, it, it, having covered this team for 23 years and, and going into year 16 to play by play, you, you see a lot of guys come and go and you see a lot of guys that, um, you know, are, are good guys and you form a bond with and a relationship with, and, uh, mm-hmm. you, you wish them well. And you just understand that it's part of the business. Is there any of them that you've kind of stayed in touch with? after they've gone and kind of formed kept that relationship going or has it always been hey it's a professional relationship and 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 once once we're gone hey it's been great to know you it's been very respectful and all that and and they separate is there anyone that's kind of you've maintained i think that the guys that are around here you know you stay in touch with you know when i see herman there's there's always a connection there and you know tj who's much more recently obviously and and Corey schlesinger and and you know um, Colo and guys like that, guys that, that live around here and you get a chance to see him, Jason Hansen, always great to, to see him. Um, so the, yeah, the guys that come around, you, you keep a relationship with because you, you've gotten to know them. And, you know, a lot of my sat and did hours of radio with, and you just sit there and you're just kind of shooting the bull like we are. So, you know, there's always that connection when you come back and, and, you know, there's, it's, you know, I tell people all the time, people say, what are players like? And you say, you know what? It's a cross section of society. Yeah. You put 53 guys in a room, give me some guys you like, some guys you don't, some that like you, some that don't like you and some you'd love to have dinner with and some you wouldn't, but it's, you know, they're, they're there to do a job. I'm there to do a job. Um, the ones that you can, you know, you're around a lot and, and you, you form a relationship or a bond with, they still have their job to do. And I still have my job to do. Um, but you know, it's, it's, that's kind of one of the the fun parts of the job is when you get to, you know, do an hour of radio with one of the guys and talk to him about, you know, stuff that might go beyond what you normally hit on in the locker room and, you know, find out hey, what's life like for you and, and talk to guys, you know, after a game on a Sunday night, what do you do? You know, give me your routine on a Sunday night when you go home trying to come down from 65, whoa, 65,000 people cheering for you and things like that. And, and talking to guys just about slapped his camera. <laughs> I did. Yeah, man, this is uh, get that technology man. and me don't always get along. Get so, him a yeah, corner. It's, He's it's, got the hands to stop that. Ball. Yeah, no. So we, um, it's, uh, it, there've been a lot of guys that have, that have come and gone and it's, um, and, and, you know, winning is what it's ultimately about. But with, within that, there's the guys that you get to know and, and cover and, and, and it's the interesting guys that make your job interesting. A lot of times. Yep. Um, let me, I want to, I want to ask one. This may, this is going to be a, a, a probably a tough question. Um, in your, since things have changed in 91, the Redskins beat the lions to go on and win the super bowl. And, and that was, I'm sure a joyous time. And you enjoyed that a great deal as a kind of, of, of a native of the area and everything. Now, after all these years in Detroit and, and knowing the story of Detroit and experiencing these years, 
Do you, do you maybe wish it would have been different? The Lions would have had a shot to get that one. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to get it when I'm there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I want them to get it when I, you know, it's funny because um, Ryan Field, who's now in New York, used to be here, used to work at our place. Um, he would always tell me, hey, if that game had been at the Silverdome, Lions would have won that game. And so I asked Spielman one time, I said, I said, if that game had been at the Silverdome, would you have beaten those guys? And he looks at me and goes, not that team. No. <laughs> that team yeah. was incredible. They were loaded. I mean, Rippon had a year that was, you know, incredible. I mean, up there with a lot of years that guys have had in terms of never getting sacked, not throwing interceptions, you know, really effective throwing downfield, terrific running game, defense was good. Um, so that, that would have been a tough, tough one for the Lions. But I'm, you know... I'm hoping they make this thing happen while we're all together and while we all can, can watch it now. And I was talking to somebody about it the other day and I said, you know, more than anything, um, while I certainly dream of calling that game or having that opportunity and, you know, that's kind of my business and, and, you know, that's my field and, and you would love to have that opportunity one day. I want it for the fans, man. I want, I want the fans. This is such a damn get answer. The payoff now. that they've, you know, really earned, obviously, I, and, I, I and endured to, a lot for. I have to say that that is a, such a Dan answer, and I say that with the ultimate respect. Please, please understand. You, your guy, you worked really hard, and and you acknowledge how hard you 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 didn't get breaks right away, and you you were like uh, at that thread as you worked through your career to get where you were, and you kind of landed here, and it was like, okay, well, we're, we'll see what we can do. And the one thing you've always done has been gracious to every single person who seems to have asked you to work with them or that you work with or deal with and a professional. And even when the cameras are nowhere to be found or nowhere to be seen, you're always such a great guy. And then here you sit as a, as a, a fan and an announcer and, and a sports director at Fox, all the things you do, and you want it for everybody else. That is just such a damn thing. It's really something. You have a heart well, like very, very few people that I've ever met, man. I, I'm I, very I, serious about that. That's really kind of you. I appreciate that. I mean, I, that's, I'll say a couple of things. One, I had so many people help me in my career yep. um, that if you don't pay it forward, uh, I, it, it says something about you. I mean, yes. I, I'm not kidding. I mean, look, I, I had, yes. look, I had, all I heard was no earlier in my career. And I had people that helped me and I had people that said, don't stop. You can do this. So I always try when somebody young in the business asks me, I try to help them. And I think that's, that's what you're supposed to do because that's what people did for me. Um, but as far as the fan thing goes, I, as, you know, as God is my witness, that is my sincere feeling because, and I, I've said this to you guys before, the best part of my job is when fans are happy. Man. The best part of my job that's, is, that's exactly and I've said right. this a million times, is when I go to the grocery store or the restaurant or the gas station or the drugstore or whatever, and people come up and they want to talk and they're happy and they're like, you know, we're rolling or this or that. And the worst part is when they're, they're hacked off. The worst part is when things aren't going well and people are angry. The best part is when we're walking out of Ford Field after a big win and, and you know, feeling that kind of, of, you know, euphoria for the week before you get to the next game. And the worst part is, you know, dealing with a loss and, and having to endure that for seven days. So look, this is a game of emotion for the players. 
And for fans and, and somebody who does what I do, it's a game of emotion as well. I've, I've, you know, there are people who say you can't root for a team. Look, I'm the voice of the team. I'm rooting for the team. I want them to win. Now I'm going to tell you when they're not doing well. And I'll yeah. tell you when, when, you know, in Lomas will as well, when, when we feel like they need to do better or did something wrong or something like that. But at the end of the day, I want them to win. So I'm riding the same roller coaster that, that fans are. I just have a job to do along the way. And, and I, you know, I feel their pain. I want, I want them to win. I, I want to see, i Look, man, I dream of of Hart Plaza and Woodward and a parade. I've been to a Red Wings parade and I've yeah. been to a Pistons parade. Um, I want to go to a Lions parade. That's what I want. That yeah. would be unbelievable. Be it, it, you're thing. right, Dan. It, it is so much easier for us in the media to do our jobs when the fans are happy and when the team is doing well. A lot of people think that, oh, when it's negative, you have so much more to, to write about or talk about. It's, it's, but it's not pleasant. It's not as much fun for us either. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not. And Jeff, you, you know, and I know that we, either way, regardless, you have to do your job. Yeah. But, but the, the one thing I would say is, you know, people always say, well, how do you, how do you do the game when things aren't going well? What I say is sometimes the game is the easiest part. It's like in 2008, you know, Brandy and I would always say to each other, call the next play, call the yeah. next play. There's a game happening in front of you on Sunday. So if they're three and eight or, you know, whatever the record is, sometimes <laughs> that doesn't matter in the moment because you're calling the game. The game is the story. Right. But where it becomes difficult is when things aren't going well and all the things that you have to turn out during the week and players are hacked, coaches are hacked. Nobody wants to smile. Nobody wants to have fun. And you're just trying to grind through all the content that you have to produce. So that's, that to me is the hardest part when they're losing is, is, you know, everything that you have to do during the week. Cause once they kick off, that game takes on a, a story of its own and, and develops on its own and becomes something that you're just describing what's happening in front of you. And whether they're nine and two or two and nine, your job is to call the next play right after the game. You can put everything in perspective, but it's for those 60 minutes of playtime it is, it, it's, it's about what happens on that field that day. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Um, quickly, I want to ask you before we go, and, and, and all we've heard is great things and I'm sure we will from you as well, but Martha Ford, uh, her tenure with the lions, um, we absolutely loved it. I, I thought she did a great job. There was, you know, William Clay did his did did a you know did his job as an owner. It was, it was his way of doing it. Yeah. she was very different. Yes, mm -hmm. and I think she brought a way that the fans appreciated more, especially at that time. I think the time wasn't perfect for her, and it feels a little tough, you know, to see her leave now. Look, somebody at at ninety four, I believe, years old, and as spry as she is, you know, springing around on the on the practice field in the summer heat ahead of the season, uh, she's out there. She's on the sideline before for warm ups every game, standing there. I mean, just amazing shape for uh, somebody of her age. But I understand um, the standing down. Do you have any stories about interacting with her? Uh, any just kind of insider kind of viewpoint of how, how she was <laughs> while she was there. We saw her briefly when we were doing the stadium tour on the new uh, on the upgrades at the club level. That's right. And uh, <laughs> we got to see her. Uh, well, she didn't run us over in the in the golf cart. She probably would have if she knew who, she, who we were. But <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, anything inside, you know, kind of your impressions of, of Martha and dealing with her? She was great. I mean, I got the opportunity to talk to her a number of times and, and uh, courage house dinners, things like that, where she would be around and the chance to interact with her. And, um, 
she was just so sharp. And that's the thing that I think there was an assumption by people that somebody at that age can't be in tune to everything that's going on. And you couldn't be more wrong. Um, she was locked in. And I remember one time I just, I was just kind of a, a sitting back and viewing her and Brandy sat and they started running through all these names from the sixties and seventies and just boom, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was just like, this is so cool. I'm getting all this history from these two people that, that lived it. Um, cause Brandy's a lot older than I am, but Keep I got to there. just kind of live that with the yeah, slide that in. I, I, I got to kind of live that through them, but, um, she was, she was great and, and, and gracious and always went out of her way to, you know, say hello. And, you know, I couldn't have had any more pleasant interactions with her. And as for how she handled things, look, I think we all understand that the criticism of Mr. Ford was that he was loyal to a fault and he would stick with people too long. And he had trust in people that they would ultimately get it right. And, and I think that came back to bite him uh, oftentimes. Um, she didn't have that patience. You know, I think she was instrumental in firing an offensive coordinator in the middle of a season. She fired a general manager. She fired a team president. She fired a head coach who was coming off a winning record. Um, she, she was driven to win. Um, when she hired Bob Quinn, people around the league said, you got the next guy. Now we're going to see this year. I think this is the year where they are going to have to put it together. The, the Ford family has somewhat said that, but you know, I, sometimes I, you can't have it both ways. You can't on the day that Bob Quinn is hired, say great move, hot young guy in the league ready for that next move. Great job, Lions. And then when things don't turn out the way that you hope for the first, what are we through four years at this point? Um, say, well, it was bad. And that's reflective of her. I mean, right. It's, it, it's, it's easy to do that in sports and hindsight's a beautiful thing, but I don't think anybody was arguing when they hired Bob Quinn. I don't think anybody looked at that and said, you know what? That's another Lions hire. This is terrible. People said, that guy is ready. And, and like I said, I think we're going to find out this year as, as they kind of hit that point where they need to win, how that thing works out. And, and that story hasn't completely been written yet. Yeah. I, I, and, and just in a, from an opinion perspective, I think Bob Quinn is that guy, and he will do it. Whether he does it here or somewhere else, eventually Bob Quinn, is really his value will be seen. I think he's just that – he seems that smart of a guy. The way he's turned our cap situation around, the way he's filled in with so many gaps where there was no depth of talent. We, we have What I feel like is we have a relatively deep team that we didn't have. We used to have a, some stars and no depth. And now maybe we don't have those superstars like we used. I mean, we have Matthew, we have a couple of guys, but um, we have depth in a lot of places. And I think the next step after that is when you start picking up those big stars and maybe Jeffrey Okuda will be one of them. Maybe Swift will be one of them. Swift, I, I really like that pickup. But um, last year's the anomaly with, with Matthew's back and this year with the virus, I think that may hamper the ability to effectively evaluate the front office and 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 the coach even uh, on the on there. Uh, I think you know from the coaching perspective, Matt Patricia has adjusted like I've seen no coach in the NFL. To be honest with you, from his first year and the rough time he had coming in to how he is today with the press and the players and everything else, that's he's a completely different person. It seems like. Well, I, I give him credit. Yeah, I think he adapted some things after the first year. I think he he did some self evaluation and did change some things, but. Um, Look, to your point a moment ago about the virus is going to affect things, it is. 
But but here's the deal. If they play, somebody's going to win. That's right. And if they play, somebody's going to win a Super Bowl. So you're in the same situation that everybody else is. So, and I'm not coming down on him. I'm just saying, let's understand that if this season comes off, everybody's playing. Teams are going to the playoffs. Teams are going to the next round and the and the championship games, and then they're going to the Super Bowl. So why not you? You know, why not us? Let's everybody let's, you everybody's know. sort of starting from the same point. And no it's question, nice Jeff. That, it's nice that you have a holdover staff, but there are going to be teams that have new people in new places and prominent places that are that are gonna make it, that are gonna succeed. Yeah. And uh, that that won't go over that. well if it doesn't happen in Detroit. You got a holdover staff. You got a holdover. You got a quarterback who's coming back, who's hopefully healthy. Uh, you've acquired some guys who know your system. I think there's a lot of things that are that are in the right place for this team right now. There's questions. There's absolute questions. Uh, absolutely questions about you know a pass rush and things like that. But um, I think there's also there's a lot to like about this team. And and like I said, um, yeah, it's 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 going to affect, but. Uh, if all is said and done and somebody is holding that Lombardi trophy in February, they're not going to feel like it's only half a trophy because they played during COVID. They're going to feel like right. they won a Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. They still celebrate that strike year. I know they do. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I, I was you in Washington that for that strike year. <laughs> I, I was there for replacement players. I was at a replacement player game as a fan. So yeah, I, yeah, trust me. Nobody in Washington thought any differently about that Super Bowl, you know, after they beat the Broncos. Everybody thought it was just fine, and nobody yeah. was worried about the fact that you won three games with guys that were no longer on the team. That's a, that's a, that's a great analogy to draw, Jeff, between yeah. that, where nobody worried about it, and this, where it's still going to be win on Sunday because that's your job. And there was plenty of questions around San Francisco at the beginning of the year, and and they had one heck of a year come out of all those questions that started. Yeah. So there's always opportunity, and and we have our hope, like we do every year. Let's uh, let's see if it comes together. But Dan, crossed, baby. we've kept you long. Uh, apologize for that, but thank you again for your graciousness and joining us. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, have a great year. Go knock it out of the park like you always do, and uh, hopefully you get to do all kinds uh-huh. of games. <laughs> I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm hoping we get them out there and uh, we all get to enjoy it. And again, I always appreciate what you guys do. And thanks for having me. And um, let's let's hope we get to playing some football here in a couple of weeks and, and we can start talking about players and games and stuff like that. That's right. Amen awesome. to that. Sunday night, thanks, the works. Dan. Every Sunday, don't miss Dan. 11 o'clock, right? Or is it 1130? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. Sunday we'll be there this Sunday. Night. Always good to see. Don't miss Dan. Take him while you have him because you never know what tomorrow brings. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Dan. Really appreciate it. See you guys. (laughs) We'll see you. Wow. (laughs) We love Dan. Yeah. He's the best. Dan is absolutely. I will never forget our first training camp party. We just sort of casually invited him like, hey, we're going to be here at at the drafting table in Wixom. If you want to come, it'd be great. People would love to see you. He shows up and spends, what, an hour and a half with us. Drinking beer. Sitting around talking, talking with everybody, taking pictures strangers who were there who weren't even with our group were coming up and talking to him. He, he couldn't have been better. Telling behind-the-scenes stories, right? <laughs> very, very... Yes, he did tell a few behind-the-scenes stories, which were great. Very sincerely wonderful human being. And I think... We're he, lucky to have him it, in Detroit. It, it, he doesn't like to hear it. And not that he doesn't like to hear no. it, but it, it makes no, him feel uncomfortable, right? It would make anyone yeah. feel uncomfortable. But yeah. I meant that 110%. He is absolutely the most wonderful human being. 
massively charitable great guy to anyone who listens he was on with freddie the pizza man uh, you, you know him, yes right? he was yeah. on with him oh yeah freddie's like, great too like three days ago he, he was on yeah. with him he, he, dan doesn't doesn't care he's got time he's gonna make time for anybody he's a great guy yep. so love it um as a matter of fact i'm gonna i have one of those behind the scenes stories the one he did the second year third year uh the party where he where he talked about blandino after the dallas game do you remember that <laughs> Yes, yes, I, I do. <laughs> I will play that for the audio listeners. Sorry, video guys, you have to go to the. It'll just yeah. be a thing at the end of the audio podcast for. Uh, for oh, it's great! To. It is a fabulous, hilarious story. Dean's reaction is great too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once he heard it, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right, oh, a couple man. of things we just got to wrap up. Um, so. Let's talk about the effect of the draft. We're going to go back to where we were. The effect of the yeah. draft on college football. I was at where you know I ended with my right. guy at Georgia Tech is at practice with every expectation that they're going to play in the fall. So I'm not sure what's going to happen from that end. There's a lot of talk about them playing in the spring. Let's talk about if they do play in the spring. What does that mean right. for the NFL draft? So the NFL draft is scheduled for the last weekend in April in Cleveland. And from what I gather from Cleveland, those dates to have it there are fixed. They cannot move it. Now they have the ability to move it out and do it somewhere else. Um, and, and they certainly did that with Las Vegas last year. That's why it will be in Vegas in 2022. And I hope to be there for that. Uh, I will certainly be at the one in Cleveland if they have it because it's my home. I want to do both. <laughs> I want to do both. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that has come up is that it'll be like, and the NCAA will have to sign off on it, but they do this in baseball. Guys will be playing college baseball and they will get drafted like while they're on the field. Yeah. And they're, they're still allowed to have that happen. That isn't currently the case in football that if, if you get drafted, you, your, your eligibility is instantly gone in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They are working from what I understand. And I think, uh, was it? I want to say it was Tom Pellicero that talked about this the other day on NFL Network. It was, it was somebody from the NFL Network that, was, that talked that this was one of the things that they are working on. And that if they have to do it and they do want to have it live, that you're going to see the NCAA making a lot allowance that players who are still playing will have the eligibility to be drafted. Now, the other side of that is if you're a top 50 prospect, why in the hell are you going to play in the spring? There is absolutely no point right. for you to play. Right. So it's going to be a very, very different, diluted college football what season. You're not having that? non-conference games. You're not having a lot of the start. Trevor Lawrence, he ain't playing. Justin Fields, he ain't I, playing. Boy, I don't know. That that to me, maybe Trevor Lawrence, okay. Maybe a top 20 guy, right? You say top. If I'm number 25 or number 35 kind of in this list, um, isn't that like a guy not showing up for the combine workout where you're like, boy, no, I would I say know. I would say it's more like not showing up for a bowl game, um, which a lot of guys have done. And, and that's, yeah. by the way, is a trend that is not going to go back in the other direction either. Yeah. yeah. But the, the thing is, because you're so short on time, if you get hurt, you're not only missing your your college season, you're missing your first pro season. Yeah. That's directly impacting your long term future. And I, I just don't think that guys are going to take that risk. I know agents will be telling them left and right, hey, man, you, you don't need to play. I, you, you're, I, he's probably going to go 90 overall, but you're a top 30 guy. You got you got You can't yeah. play. You can't risk that. I know just, that's going to happen. My biggest worry about is about injury on these guys just because they're yeah. not in that shape and when they finally go on the field. For this, year's, for this season, this year, for both pros and, oh, and college and, guys, no preseason, shortened everything, right? 
And we're and, already seeing it, like like Kelvin Harmon from the Redskins. He tore his, his Achilles. You know, I think it was his Achilles. It was either Achilles or a knee oh, tendon. God. But um, but because it was because he ramped up his training to get ready for training camp too quickly. Right. That's not good. <laughs> you can't do that. Right. And and I think some guys. I, I mean, I think about my psychology here. Right. I'm I'm going to put it off as long as I can, and then I'm just going to go all in hardcore. And get ready for the season, and and that's a, just yeah. a recipe for disaster. Yeah, you can't do and that. Not, not not in this day and age when the NFL players are so ridiculously athletic. Yeah, uh, we we see them walk across the stage in their underwear, and we're like, my God, oh, the dudes yeah. in my gym don't look like that. Oh yeah, I've got my own rating <laughs> scale, and that's the one that I haven't read off yet. <laughs> yeah, oh, so my. we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, I, I really want him to play in the fall. I really, really do. I don't want anyone to get sick. I don't want anyone to die, right? But right. Like, I really, really, really want football. And it goes back to what we started the show with. I just want him to get good freaking data. Uh, get good I data so we can get, make good decisions. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that's coming out with the data is that we're seeing a lot more positive tests. But, and there's you have to have the but in this and not enough media outlets do this, the positive test rate at least here in Michigan, is flat. The hospitalization rate for positive tests is actually going down. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Everything in front so of the butt. So when is you bold. hear that that I think it was 448 people in Michigan tested positive today, that number doesn't mean anything unless you have the other context with it. How many of those people needed hospitalization? How many of those people were tested? What's the positive test rate? What's the demographics of these people? Did it, did, it, did it come in because a nursing home suddenly reported all their stats from the last two weeks? Did it come in because a prison tested and, and got all their stats in? Or is this the general populace? You have to find that out inf- that information. Otherwise, you're dealing with an incomplete thing and your incomplete data. When you have incomplete data, Chris, what it's, happens? Yep. Yep. Incomplete data means terrible decisions. Bad data means even worse decisions. I'll tell you here, you know, uh, one of the things, and this is, you see it in sports and on Twitter. People take data and make the most insane kind of conclusions out of small sets of weird sets of combinations of data. Oh, right? like like uh, our scraper for NFL. My God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like those guys too, but man, I don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So so like in Florida, right? We're the third largest population in the country, and it, I I you know I'm. I go to the to the point where you say, "What is this all about?" Really? Yeah, is it about getting sick? No, it's about death. It's about dying. All right. Well, where, what is the death rate per million pop? Right. That's that's I think a key stat on on how things are. Florida's like twenty five. We're literally in the middle of the under the national the national average, and at twenty five, even though we got the third largest population, we got a ton of cases. People aren't dying. Could it be that the, the the virus is weaker in the sun? Who knows, right? It could, it maybe doesn't go away, but it's just we, you don't know. And there's so we many extenuating know. and and unknown variables. You just have to do the right thing. Be careful. Work with what you know and make your own choices, like we said. But um, I just want us to play football. Can I talk about something else really quick? Yes, before please we do. go, we got one more thing after this. Something happy, please. Yes, because when people are in pain, we want to make them happy. And CBD, DrLionsPodcast.com. These, let me get my face hidden so it shows if I can. Come on, work. These, uh, this, oh, there we are. Focus. There we go. Focus, Daniel San. Focus. Yum, yum, gummies. It's a whole big thing of watermelon gummies. Um, CBD, they're delicious. They are absolutely delicious. These are a different kind. These are Chong's Choice gummies. 
Uh, these are the watermelon ones again, little watermelon slices, and they're that they're that delicious, you know, like bubblicious watermelon fla- flavor. <laughs> you know, the oh, so I, I can't. I personally can't stand watermelon, so you're not helping me there. Okay, but a lot of people okay. do like it. I got you one here. This happens to be empty. These are gummy bears, and they are gummy bear flavored. Um, oh, they they work great. And then here, this is like, artificial color and sugar. Is there's nothing better than that? This is one you just do a couple drops under your tongue. It's the oil. It's like a full spectrum oil. And uh, it, it's a couple drops, and it's almost, it's like within minutes. You, you so can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. Because, like, I'm a little weirded out by using an eyedropper to feed myself like I feed a baby cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that something like, like, you get used to that motion? Like, like I, I put eye drops in my eyes compulsively because I have eye issues. Do you get used to it like that? Like, like I don't even feel it when it hits my eye anymore. I'm so used to it that I suck this eyedropper top inside out. When, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm bragging about a different skill. Uh, oh, no, <laughs> um, no, um, yeah, it is. It's literally. Uh, you, you, I guess I could just kind of show you <laughs> if, I, if I wanted, right? You take a little bit, you get it in the uh, in the eyedropper and under the tongue, and you keep there it you there go. for like a minute. It tastes tastes wow. good. It's like it's just fine and nice. The, literally. Like this, the the under the tongue happens the fastest. The gummies they take about you know twenty thirty minutes, but the other day I had some real weird shoulder pain because I was in my chair all day for work. It was like I I couldn't get up to even barely pee. I had to hide away during conference calls just to get be able to use the bathroom. It was crazy, and my shoulder was killing me from just the posture and everything, and just made it go away. I kind of like forgot about it, and I was like, hey, wait, and it was just not there. Right? It is absolutely awesome, and. The thing about it is, is there's none of the psychotropic or the the the, the mental effects. It's clean headed. You can drive. You can operate a chainsaw. You can do all the things that you normally want to do. It just don't drive and operate a chainsaw at the same time, kids. That's dangerous. Well, it depends on the movie. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> um, no, it just it works great. It just makes the pain. You know, it, depending how much you do, makes it go away. And uh, it, it makes it bearable or it doesn't do anything if you don't take any, right? So I found it to be really, really good. It helps with insomnia for me. It helps with some just aches mm-hmm. and pains, muscle pains, especially sitting home all day at the office and the just hunched forward crap. Um, it makes me feel a lot better. And then when I get up and move around afterwards, there's not that kind of old man grunt and stretch before I can start moving. You know oh, what I mean? Man. So yeah. I can tell you, I, I, I'm in my my basement right now. The, the steps are, are right over here. Mm-hmm. And when I get up, I'm going to walk up the steps and my my right foot is going to crack on every single step that I go up. And my wife will hear it. And she's like three rooms that way upstairs. She will hear my foot cracking. That's how bad it is. But you got the big so feet I, too, right? Yes, I wear a size 14 wide. Me too. <laughs> nice. Hey, foot buddies. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're popular. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that's crazy. It happens. It's not going to stop the popping. Sorry. No, but 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 like one of the things that comes with the popping is that when it resets, it's like oh, your your ankles resetting and the muscles in your toe, um, especially your big toe, as it goes down. Then your plantar fascia, it's like yeah. it's stretched a little bit, and that it just hurts, man. That 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 will help. It will take the 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 the, the sharp sharp sting of that away. I, I I love it. Like I said, we. We don't do anything that we don't, you know, ourselves. <laughs> you, you, you just literally proved that. Yeah, so there yeah, you yeah. Go. <laughs> no, no. I, I, it's just, you know, it's like Wayne Font said that when we interviewed about the, the players in the locker room. Sometimes a bad, bad player, a good player just has to go because they're bad in the locker room. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will not just chill for something that, that I don't believe in. Right. And 
I tried these, like I said, for my mother-in-law, and it worked really well, and I, I felt good giving it to her. She's on a fixed income, and I didn't want her wasting much. She got ripped off in that laser surgery. So I tried it, and it worked. And I was Ooh. like, you know what? Maybe they'll work something out, and they, and, and they did. So cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. I tweeted over the weekend. I don't usually tweet those, you know, any of the ads, but they had a uh, uh, buy one, get one. Uh, deal, but they've got like a 40% off going on right now too. If you just go there, so check it out cbd.detroitlinespodcast. If you're interested in that, I'm telling you, you will get relief and you will like it. And you know what? It's, it's kind of fun when it's in little gummies. I don't know why. Like, like when I was a kid, I used to love gummy vitamins. Like, yeah, I want to double vitamin they, came out, they went from like the Flintstones to like the hard, crunchy things that stuck in your teeth until you were like in the middle of third period. Yeah. And then they had the gummies. I was like, Oh, this is so much better. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll eat all my vitamins twice. Ma. No, 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 no. Don't OD on the vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> There's right. only so much manganese you can take. <laughs> Speaking of needing vitamins. Um, what's the one for your brain? There's a vitamin that helps your brain. Um, I forget what it is, but whatever it is, let's it escapes me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're getting, not only going to ship some to Risden and, and evidently me, but Jelani Tavai is in need of something to help him make some better decisions. Oh man, Riz, you did a story on so, this so, at Lions Wire. So, so this is break this it. is this is going back to the Fourth of July, but it's in, it's important that we do address it. Jelani Tavai very nearly blew his freaking head off with fireworks. He actually posted it live on his Instagram story, um, which expires, unfortunately, but we got some screenshots from it. Um, actually, I, I took those from Reddit, too, so credit to the subreddit for, for posting those before they went away. Don't play with fireworks at home. And if you still have fireworks, don't launch them. It's July. What is it, the 14th, 15th? The, the window's closed, guys. Stop. Here's something interesting, right? When I was growing up in Michigan, fireworks were illegal. Everyone would sneak over to like Indiana or whatever to try to get the the. Oh, fireworks you know you're there. at the border with Indiana because there's fireworks stores. Exactly, there. <laughs> exactly. And so you do the drive to get it just so you can do it. But it was always the the forbidden fruit, right? Or you knew the one guy yeah. at the party store where you could go get them from behind the counter or whatever. So you had that. <laughs> I go to California. Even spr- sparklers are outlawed because the fire oh, yeah, danger. Forest fires. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'll tell you what. Starting at Memorial Day and ending about August first was the fireworks season because they were going off like crazy all the time, and I'm like. What in the world? These things are, what's going on, people, right? And it yeah. just was what it was. And they did these big busts. I come to Florida the first year and I'm going up to uh, the, the grocery store and I, and, and I see this giant tent and it says fireworks. And I'm like, really? Well, let's check this out. So I go in and, and the guy at the tent, <laughs> he's like, I go, so what's the deal? I'm new here. These are legal? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what you got, right? <laughs> uh, over here, this is the kids section and it's like M80s. And firecrackers and bottle rockets and stuff, right? I'm like the, the things that you section. insert in the body parts. Yeah, <laughs> the kids section. Okay. Yeah. Then, then here you get the. Eh, I, I'm I'm okay. I just I want my neighbors to stick around, you know, five years or something. So these would be okay. You know, and, but they go up in the air and they explode, kind of stuff, right? They're they're, they're big. Right. And then at the end, he goes, and this is the we need a new HOA president section, and they had <laughs> <laughs> like. This this four hundred dollar thing of multiple oh burst mortars that would like you could run the the Livonia fire no not the spree because the spree had a really good one but you could do the Northville fireworks show with the the stuff you could buy here it was like crazy oh my right? goodness so what do we do first year I didn't quite go give me the big one but we got a lot of big blow up in the air ones and we did them the first year and it was great 
Oh, you've got a great place to do it too, because you have a your house, you have a pond, and then you have an open like cow pasture behind. Yeah, that. it's forever it goes on. That's it's perfect here and there, but and um, yeah. So the second year we did it, and this is where it gets funny, right? It was like, ah, oh, yeah, I guess we'll do it. We had gotten so used to it, but the thing is, when they were legal, it was literally like even this year it was the third and the fourth, nothing before or after. That was it. it was silent right. to people because it's like, yeah, it's not that big a we deal. We can be. do them, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's not a big deal here. It's like drinking a 19 in, in Canada. They have very little drunk driving problems because you, it's just like take it for granted. Hey, yeah, we, you can dr- drink young and be responsible and all that for us. It's like, ah! right. <laughs> so yeah. the second year we're like, yeah, we'll light a couple of them off. We're going to hang out with the neighbors. And it just started, we started like a little bit of a tradition. So it's like, okay, I got, I had uh, caulked the mortar tubes to a board so that I could aim them just a little bit away from the house and let them go up over the the, the pasture there. And uh, I just knew that nobody around me was going to have a problem, right? And so we, we go to light. I light the first one off. And they're, like I said, they're the full-blown mortars that go up in the air. And I always light and turn and run, right? And then get to a certain <laughs> point and stop, and then I could watch them go off, right? And so I, I lit, I turn and run, and as I turn to look back and, and, and I stop running, the fucking thing blew up in the tube. Right on the ground, oh. it didn't even launch. But boom! And I was like, "Whoa, I'm gonna keep running!" And I kept a t- turn to keep running. But we got this really thick hybrid zoysia grass, so it's like literally—I mean, it's like three and a half inches thick. The the grass—it's just like super, like deep. Oh my goodness! So I turned to run, and I caught my foot. <laughs> my family—they still make fun of me. They're like, "I thought you were like hitting the deck because of the inco- incoming or something <laughs> like that, right?" Like a concussion <laughs> yeah, blast blew yeah. you over. <laughs> They freaked out, right? So it's like, no more. That's it. And I'm like, I, I still got like, I've got as many as we've lit off so far already still available to, to blast Jeez. off. So. Well, see, that's what happened to Jelani. He set it down and it was supposed to go one way and instead it blew right in, literally into his face. It hit just below his eye. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so we're, we're lucky that our second year linebacker is not Jason Pierre Paul. So don't mess with them, kids. Just no. just make yourself smart. Leave it, leave it smart. to people who know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And if you're a professional athlete, for the love of God, leave the fireworks to, to treat fireworks like a motorcycle clause in your in your in your yes in your thing. It, it, it was it Pay was somebody. scary, and it, it's uh, I'm not I'm not a fireworks. I actually I enjoyed Texas. They don't have fireworks. Everybody just shoots. I, I like kind of like that. I got used to it. it it gets old when they're shooting guns at two in the morning, yeah. two days later, but that's not that uncommon for Houston it, anyways. But just like you didn't see a lot of fireworks, but, but just the casual, the casual gunfire. Yeah. After you get over the initial shock of it, you get, you get used to it. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's a holiday. So for next thing you know, Riz has a rifle rack. Yeah. If you're a football player, a sports person, you know, there's two things you can do. Number one. Your neighbors will be dopey enough to light them off for you, and you just say, oh, it's in my contract, I can't. Or your entourage will. You just ah, it's in my contract, I can't light them right. off. Yeah. Sit back with a, with a drink, relax, let somebody else take the risk, and enjoy yeah. it. It ain't, it ain't, lighting the thing ain't that fun, lighting the fuse. Or buy yourself a bunch of extra fuse, unroll it all the way to where your seat would be, and let it burn for 25 seconds. That's before not a work, though. You know what? If you're, if you're a professional athlete, if you're earning even the NFL minimum of four, 450 grand a year, Somebody's going to take that and like, hey, man, here, here, I'll buy your beer tonight if you go light this stuff on fire. Yeah, yeah. you, you can find plenty of schmoes. And schlubs be be smart that. like that Yeah, for all the players that are listening. All right. So, Jelani, we're glad and we're happy, but we hope you've learned a lesson, young man. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> all right. Uh, don't forget about Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com and Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Fanatics is where all your Lions, Red Wings, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, all your sports gears at. doesn't matter the team, pro or college 
It's all there, and it's all top-shelf, real good merchandise, and they give us a kickback at Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Anything you buy from there, which you should be doing so you don't have to wear a mask and run around, you can do it from the comfort of your home in your underwear, stand around or hang around in no pants like Dan, Riz, and I did today, and uh, get your stuff to come to you in two days. Do it. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All right, with that... We're going to say, we're going to remind you, I'm going to have Dan's story at the end of the audio show. So enjoy the, That's uh, right. the, the story. You will want that. The, the post God, that was loss. fun. It was great. That was a great night. I'm thinking, Riz, think about it because it's a great time of year to do it. If you can do it, I'm thinking of doing a Lions party for the Super Bowl down here, actually. so Presuming they're not in it. If they're in it, then I'm really going to do a Lions Super Bowl down here because well, the Tampa's where the Super Bowl is this year. Oh, oh, that! Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't my even know friend, that. See? My friend, let me let me tie it together for you. So, um, since we can't do our party this this off season, uh, I know a couple folks that will be coming down to cover the Super Bowl anyway. Um, some will be going coming down to go, and we got a lot of folks down here. But hey, you know what? Super Bowl time. Take that Monday off anyway. Come down to Tampa and get in some warm weather in February. You'll love yourself for doing it, and uh, we'll have a good party. So, anyway, that's what I'm thinking of doing, man. Get start start thinking if you can make the logistics work. Because love to have you again, my brother. That'd be fun. It's right after the. Great. I mean, if you think about it, you got Shrinking, right Senior Bowl, sh- Pro Bowl, and it's all kind of around here. Okay, okay. I, can, I can I can make that work as a hub. All right. All right. Remember, this show needs your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. We love it when you do that. And thank you for doing that. And don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, get in there, get in the Slack chat. Season's starting soon. We're going to have a ton of Lions stuff. But boy, with the virus and the way things are going, there is not much going on. We're trying to get everything we can. We will have. We're a- a few, I mean, we did wait, one, one quick news thing. Jeff Okuda did sign. That's not a big deal because it doesn't matter because the, the slotting's all taken care of, but he is, in fact, in. I think he was the fourth first-round pick to sign. So yeah. Awesome, that's, awesome. That's your, that's your Lions news for the week. There you go. There, there you go. go. <laughs> the good news for the week, right? So we got that. We got that covered. We'll uh, we'll have so much more as it comes in. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to have another guest next week. Uh, I think we're going to continue with guests uh, for the next couple weeks till we that's start getting more, more information about um, – the old well, what's that called training camp and getting training camp um, it's still tentatively scheduled to start player the rookies report on the 23rd i want to say it is and the and the veterans report on the 28th yep yep uh, i might be a little off on that but it's coming up it's only two weeks away yeah so we should we should have something barring anything pushing that back uh, but we, we've we've got plenty of ideas of, of good content uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna pull something else out maybe next week or the week after uh, another way to interact and get some have some fun and hang Excuse out. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> we uh we want to keep it interesting for you guys and it, look if it's not online stuff I think there's stuff that's related and tangential that we can still have fun with. So we're we're trying to keep you guys entertained until we we get back into the into the ball. All right, check us out on Facebook, Instagram. It's Facebook Facebook dot com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Instagram Detroit Lions podcast and uh check dan riz me case all of us out without our pants on at det lines podcast on <laughs> on the twitter all right uh where am i give us a call via skype i should have this memorized after 272 episodes <laughs> Sorry, i'm distracting you by flashing my <laughs> my my subliminal advertising for triple root here in zealand the That's local awesome. bar uh, awesome. they're good people and uh they, they need your support they have, they have their their amber beer is great by the way they do take out right Yes, they do. So get your takeout there. 
or uh, they got, I'm sure, socially distanced eating. Go ahead and get in there and get a, get some, get a seat if you can. If not, take some takeout and support some some good businesses. Uh, give us a call on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, or call us on the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast. Why? Hit the button. Hit the button. Hit the button. Hit you the can bell. do it. Hit the bell. Will come in your ears automatically. Oh, thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we are your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. I, I got, I, I'll tell you a story. So the Seattle game happens, okay? The batting out of the end zone and stuff like that. So we're on, a, we're on the bus going to the plane, and I get a call from like NFL Network or somebody who's saying, can you come on the radio show? And I'm like... I really can't. I'm going to be on the bus with players and stuff like that. Probably wouldn't be a good idea. But if you fire fucking Dean Blandino, I'll come on the show. I'll come on the show with you. And then I said, I'll talk to you later.